Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. And it's a pleasure, sir. Oh, wow. And running the board is Joey D's. Ohio. 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 Oh, dear. Ohio. On today's show, there's a lot of board games we're going to be talking about, and even one that I backed on Kickstarter. What? Which involves the greatest Jeopardy player of all time. Oh, wait a minute. There might be a little tease there. Oh. And of course, we're going to talk with Vicky with the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Yeah. Can have our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, or iTunes, and you will find us. Yeah. I'm very excited. Why? Well, because I know your review again about this board game you're back that involves yeah. the Jeopardy situation. Yeah. I, I personally think, I, have, I haven't even heard you talk about it, but I bet it's going to be magical. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned this because, yes, and it's a game that I backed on Kickstarter that I have already received. Oh. The turnaround on this one was amazing. Like, I think they had everything ready and planned into place, and this oh, happened uh, love that. late last year, but I've already got it in the mail, and that the game is, I'm talking about- Yeah, it's a nice turnaround. Right? Is Half Truth. And if you don't know, it's a party game for all ages and people created by the legendary game designer Richard Garfield. That's that guy. Whom you may know as such popular games as Robo Rally and, of course, Magic the Gathering. And don't forget King of Tokyo. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He's yeah. done a lot of stuff beyond just Magic, and but a lot of people just know him from that. And people are loving Keyforge. That's his baby as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this also involved a 74-time Jeopardy winner, the greatest of all time as well, Ken Jennings. That's right. Boy, it's so good he won that. (laughs) Seriously, it makes this game like, okay, we got the guy. We got the legit guy. And uh, the art is done by the well-known artist Ian O'Toole. And the game game comes with 500 trivia question cards, unless you backed it like I did and you get a lot, lot more. Yep. And each card has a category on it, like animals with blue tongues. And there are six possible answers, three right and three wrong, which is comes from the name Half Truth. Got it. And then the players have to place bets on answers they believe are correct. So if it was like animals with blue tongues, and I'm going to be totally off with this, but you know, like one of them being giraffe and say there's six other animals out there, you have to decide whether or not you know for sure one, two, or three of the answers. Because no matter what, there are three correct answers. Ah, so. But you owe, it's kind of that risk wager yes. of... Well, I know for sure that a giraffe has a blue tongue, and they actually have a black tongue. I'm probably wrong on that one. But then I, you know, you put down, okay, well, I don't know the other two, so I'm going to just wager one. Because you know for sure. Because I know for sure. And you get victory points based on 
uh, if you get one, two, or three correct, you move on a little tracker, and it's it's an amazingly fun game. Oh, so the, the more the more you take that shot, the more points you can get. Yes, but it's oh. an all or nothing. Oh, so dang it! Yeah, you'll you'll move on the tracker if you get one correct, which moves you closer to getting to ending the round. You'll get bonus victory points if you do two or three and get them all correct. But if you get any of them wrong, you don't move on the tracker, Good day, sir. which means you will not get the victory points when the round ends. Oh. Oh, so so it's be all all of your all of your choices have to your bets have to be correct exactly oh boy oh and boy. it's it, and it's done all in like real time everyone places their wagers at the same time and it's it's a lot of fun it plays two to six players yeah that's my kind of trivia game because I am not a trivia fan yeah I, 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 yeah. I, I don't do well at tri- I hated trivial pursuit I'm just my brain doesn't work that way and we've seen that with when we played geek out on this show where I, I literally it. had to stop the podcast because yeah. you and I were just arguing about rules yeah and really <laughs> it's just not for me but when you get to like wits and wagers sort of has a, a, a mechanic like that where you don't have to know the answer you just bet on what you think you know and and it's a similar thing but this is done very differently but still I get to see what might be the correct answer. Which may be helpful. I mean, yeah. like I might remember stuff that I couldn't remember, but then there's the answer in front of me. Like, oh yeah, that I like. And I mean, it's really you can still get the game as a late pledge. You can uh, if you just go to Kickstarter and look for Half Truth Game, it'll come right up, and you can check it all out. This is a great party game that isn't one of those Cards Against Humanity dirty party games. This is one that uh, you wouldn't feel awkward playing with your grandma or anybody else in your family while you're dealing with this self quarantine. And this is even one of those. If one person has the game and maybe you, you know, you're know you not close to anybody, and like I mentioned before, like with my D&D game, we're playing it online. This is one where you could play on Discord like or any other way Ooh. playing it online or via Skype and you just have like a video camera over the game board and then people can like, you know, like private message you their wagers and you just basically have one person being the game show host, which I personally love doing. So I could see us actually doing this in the future with all of us once okay. everything gets figured out. I see what you're saying. This is going to be one of those games that will be great for a long, long time. A lot of fun and definitely worth picking up. So kudos to Richard Garfield and Ken Jennings for putting out Half Truth. And really, congratulations for getting a Kickstarter out. You know, but, <laughs> seriously, it's, to, yeah, that no, dude, is, yeah. You know, you you really, really go. Okay, whatever you guys, whatever this company, you know, we are going to bat. We're, we're confident that you guys will deliver on a product. That's so important in the world of of crowdfunding. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I've really kind of backed off doing a lot of Kickstarters because there's some things out there that I got super excited about. And it's in like year two or three of yeah. them putting it out. And I've, it's like I've moved on and I'm going to get like some RPG books and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'll just, that campaign's yeah, gone. I'll just play, I'll just play Eberron for now on, you know? I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, BJ. Yes, sir. You are the board game meister. Oh, I am. And I'm sure that you've got a, a couple of board games that you've been uh, chomping at the bit to talk about. Well, the cool thing is, is that since everybody's sheltered in place, especially these young people, well, what are they going to do? Yeah, right. They now are coming to the old man and saying, hey, Pops, <laughs> you want to play some games? Entertain me. Yeah, my daughter, her boyfriend. Really? And the always about town. Joey D's. Now hey. That he's not a, now that he's not man about town because he can't go out on the town, uh, he said, hey, Dad, you know what would be a great idea? I'm like, what, son? 
don't know if you've thought about this, but we should play some board games. I'm like, no, I have never asked you before. You're right. <laughs> I am no longer man on couch. <laughs> so, yes, we uh, we got to play a lot of board games this weekend at the house, which is really fun. You know, the family with my kids. Yeah. Uh, and we played all different levels of games. And uh, one game that Joey wanted to play, because now that he's part of the uh, Board Game Alliance, which is on hiatus until this whole thing gets Absolutely. worked out. But uh, he's like, okay, I'm, I, I, I've heard about Wingspan. Let's try out this game, Wingspan. And uh, what did you think of it, Joe? I really liked it. It's uh, it's an interesting game. I think the thing they do really well is there are a lot of mechanics, but they're very, very easy to understand, and there isn't a lot of resources that come from those mechanics. So oh, essentially, okay. it'd be like if there's gold, silver, food, you know, waste, all that stuff, but Cheap you're only wood. using it one time. <laughs> so it's very easy to understand. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, it it plays quickly. And I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, there's a there's there's a lot of different strategy in this game. That's what so this is what really is surprising about this game because you look at the game and it looks like basically an Audubon bird callers book as far as all the artwork. And oh yeah, I remember it being talked about previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you're like, I don't know why I'd <laughs> want to play this game, but I heard everybody going crazy for it. And of course, Stonemeyer has a great reputation for the games they put out, and it plays up to five. And you're like, okay, this is cool. Uh, and I have to tell you, man, the components, they have these little cute eggs that are like, uh, I don't know, they're, they're, they're like ceramic eggs, uh, not ceramic, but they're made, they're, 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 a, maybe it's clay, whatever the heck it's made of. <laughs> okay. They're, they're a good, you know, and the so components are nice. There's a bird feeder dice tower that you can make and that's cool. Uh, they did everything right with this game and it's a solid game where you're like, okay, it's about birds, but actually there's a lot of cool ways for me to win this game. And a lot of good strategies. And so Wingspan, Joey liked it. I'm glad he did because it, it was, I think, the best game of 2019, I believe. Or at wow, least it was one of the top really? three. Yeah. So uh, if you've got people in your family that like birds and you like good games, <laughs> I'm telling you, Wingspan like is a winner. Yeah. And, and the artwork is pretty. And they have a European expansion, which they add one more mechanic as well as all these European birds. And it's good. It really, really is good. <laughs> I'm just thinking it was like uh, African or European swallows. Yeah. Yeah. We have the European <laughs> swallow, I think. Uh, with some other board games. Well, this one here um, takes me back to a kinder, gentler time when we were able to go to cons. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, Vicky introduced us to a game and, we, you know, it's like Vicky likes certain kinds of games that are much different than the games that I like. Hmm. And so when we I like find games where you could see the end in sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also theme. You know, there's certain theme to games that Vicky likes. It's like, okay, it's not my favorite theme. And vice versa. I'll go, all right, Vicky, we won't play a social deduction game. But how about we play this heavy space game? And Vicky's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she did bring a game to the table that, you know, at first glance, I'm like, I don't know, this is going to look goofy. But another game where I'm like looking at the artwork going, this will be light and goofy. And I get it. You like little elves and dwarves and stuff. And they're all <laughs> they're all drawn cutesy wise. And then it's like, oh, hold on a second. The mechanics of this game, the play of this game, pretty darn good. And it's actually funny because uh, Josh uh, from uh, the Omega Gamers gave this to me on air uh, during, uh, I think it was uh, the last episode before Christmas on the Board Game Alliance podcast. And this was my Christmas gift from him. Aww. And apparently originally, it was originally a Kickstarter. It is called Bargain Quest. Bargain Quest? And I think he said it's because you like shopping <laughs> and you like a bargain or something like that. And I thought that was really funny. And at I, first time I played it was at the con. I had never played it before and we kind of learned as we went. And it reminds me a lot of, of Boss Monster, but a lot more fun. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, yes. In the sense of you are trying, you, you are a shop owner. Everyone has their individual shop, and you're trying to attract these heroes into your shop so that they can buy stuff from you to go then defeat the monster. Oh, but, so you're not the adventurer. Mm-mm. You're supplying. So instead of being the gold miner in the gold rush, you're the pickaxe supplier. Although there's cards <laughs> in there at first. Like when you hear about it, you're like, wait, so if I get this guy, that means, or this card, I can decrease the value of my product? Why would I want that? It's like, well, you know, it's a lot of a, you want your guys to survive because you want them to come back. And, you know, keep coming back to buy mm-hmm. more of your stuff because they get gold and they get to keep it. And oh. um, yeah, so yeah, It's an interesting mechanic where you don't actually get to fight the bad guys, but you need to help equip the guys that will fight the bad guys. And you like want Vicky, them to live. Yeah, yeah you I'm want not, them to win. I want to make a profit, but if the guys aren't well equipped and can't defeat the dragons or whatever, we're all going to die. Right. And, and yeah, yeah, your brand's going to take a hit when everyone realizes, like, yeah, if you go to that <laughs> adventuring store, everybody dies in your party. Uh, but it is tricky because you do base it off of uh, like little color codes. So, you know, some some heroes are like, oh, they're uh, red and yellow. And so you can only sell them stuff that are red or yellow. And it, it gets kind of tricky, but it gets fun. Like, I don't know. I really yeah, enjoy it. You have, to, you have to stock your shelves mm-hmm. and you, you have to know what to put on the shelf that's usable by the adventurer that comes in. Oh. Because, you know, for instance, if there's an adventurer that doesn't want to use like the uh, the unholy relic, let's just say, the adventurer might go, hey, I'm all about holiness, so I'm yeah, not going to touch that damn I'm not going to use that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. You don't have anything to go fight the dragon. I'm dead. Not only did I not make a profit, but now <laughs> all going to die. And it's Vicky's right. The color coding is a real clever mechanic for you to have to figure out how to stock your shelves. And there is one character because it. They, each character is supplied with a certain amount of money when they first appear, you know, on the line. And one character has, like, no special abilities. And he only has, like, four, he has 40 coins. Everyone else usually starts off anywhere between, like, 10, 15 to, like, 20 this coins. This guy's flush. This guy's, like, 40 coins and nothing special about him. So he has to buy everything that is going to make him work. And I think Amber got him, our, our buddy Amber got him, and she's like, I didn't want him, damn it. But he's <laughs> equipped, like, he he will work with every every kind of possible item. And she ended up winning that round, or, like, killing, you know, the bad guy that round. Yeah, it turns out the funny. rich the rich guy, actually, if you give him enough stuff, he's uh, he actually can do stuff. Right, but you have to have... Re- <laughs> he's the Batman of the game. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I was going to say, Batman or Green Arrow at that point in time. And what I love is that this car, uh, this game has another element that I love in a game, which is the drafting. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you're sitting there, you're drafting, you're like, oh, okay, well, which 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 of these items do I want to keep? Because you're trying to, like, look at the characters. Are you going to go first? Are you going to... You know, are you going to try to go first? You're going to put more, uh, more. So the way you go first is that you put a card down and all the cards have stars or some just don't. That's going to be your item at your window. That's what's going to attract people. You cannot sell that item because it's on your display. But that's how you're going to attract people in. So you have to make sure whatever colors are on that is the only ones that you can attract. So, you know, you have to be think, okay, well, there's this many characters. Do I have enough items for them? Like, do I want to, like, venture out and get a little bit more variety? It gets a little tricky, especially when people are like, hurry up. And, <laughs> Just pass the cards. And here's the thing. The game is re- aged eight and up, so the complexity is not that difficult for an eight-year-old. And a great way to introduce an eight-year-old to a card-drafting mechanic, also to having to work with different mechanics to figure stuff out. So it's a great puzzly game for a young person to really use their mind. The artwork will draw the kids in, too, because uh, Victoria Ying is the artist. And I don't know if she's the same artist of Red Dragon Inn, but it reminds me oh, of Red Dragon man. Inn's art. That's a game I haven't yeah. played in forever. I, still, yeah. I got that at home. I still need to get. I need to break that one out. So I uh, play 
plays up to six players, and it, it does go quick. Um, you know, a lot of people on Board Game Geek think it's best at four, but I again, when you want to play with your buddies and you have more than four people, I'm willing to deal with a game that goes a little slower because I'm getting to play with six of my, you know, five of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a good game to the point where I'm like, God, I should own this just because it will scratch an itch for certain players that you know don't want to play some of the other heavier games that I have. But this game still gives you some good challenging and good thinking and. Gosh darn it, you know, I mean, Vicky did pick out a darn good game, and I'm like, I Gosh have to give her credit. Uh, this is actually Renegade kinda, Games, by the way. This, uh, I did a little research, apparently, because like, this was originally a Kickstarter. Jonathan Ying was the guy who created this, and then his sister is Victoria Ying. Oh. And she's actually a, a visual development artist who has done films like Tangled and Frozen and Big Hero 6, you know, those small movies. Oh, so she's kind of like a somebody. Yeah, and she's done children's books and comics. Like, she actually worked on, it looks like a kid's book, Diana, Princess of the Amazons. And oh, nice. Adorable. So, yeah, everything about this game is fantastic. Yeah, it really, it's, and it's like, I mean, from what I understand, I mean, you can get it in some places for like under 30 bucks. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, it's it's a fun game, and like I said, if you can bring kids to the table, and I'll I think also adults that aren't super, super into heavy, heavy stuff will still think, hey, this is a good enough challenging game once it gets going. I think it's scra- I think it really takes care of a lot of things. And it plays six. Nice. Yeah. Bargain quest, baby. <laughs> and uh, we've got time for another one. Do we? Uh, yeah. Oh. What, other, uh, what other board game? What in the French toast? Fantastic things you got out there. Well, I got a uh, shameless plug. Oh. Uh, only because of the fact I did it, uh, my first unboxing ever. Uh, yeah, there's a video up on the old uh, Geek Nation YouTube page. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure with all the professionals out there like Dice Tower and you know and Watch It Played and Rado. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, you know what? Let you me see how do I do. It. Don't worry about it. But it is a 4X game called Mother that uh, we actually we had Peter Sanderson of course the creator that was on our show this is the second edition so the game has been out and that's why I backed it because I thought alright it's been done before and it's been well received and it is a 4X game but it is like guess what kids we are going to start fighting in this game there's deathmatch which is player elimination Ooh. or there is a victory point system which is even quicker than deathmatch uh, and it, it's just all about fighting. I mean, you can you can do so many things in this game that a lot of forex games allow you to do, which is you can explore. You can uh, you know expanding is a little bit difficult, but you could you know you can take planets and make them your own. And there are artifacts you can discover. There are missions you can go on, and there are, they have mission cards. They have all sorts of different uh, action cards you can take. You can develop your planets. So there's a lot of things that you can do that would happen in a forex game. Here's the trouble. I don't know if you got time to do these things. <laughs> really? Be- yeah, because it is fast and furious. The way you get points in this game is by blowing everybody's stuff up. Oh. And oh, wow. The idea is that you have a colony. You have basically a space colony. And uh, these folks are the- every person who is alive from your planet. They had to flee. There's some big war that happened. Oh. They're all in this colony ship. But the colony ship, for some reason, don't move too good. Matter of fact, it don't move at all. <laughs> so... Everybody else is also trying to flee and get to a new promised land. And I guess in this particular culture, everybody feels like, you know, my life would be better if everybody was dead and only my people were alive. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? So that's what's happening. It's trying to blow up everybody's colony ship and you're trying to blow up their <laughs> mothership. And um, it's, it's, it's a really fun game. You've got fighters. You've got bombers. You have these guardian cannons. So you have different kinds of units. And then you have your mothership where you have these variable powers so that you have shields, you have movements, shields. you have your speed, and, and, and you have your weapons. And you just said shields? Shields! Literally, Rev, if you go, okay, it's my turn, and I think someone's going to try to kick my ass, you literally can yell, 
all power to the shields and divert all of your energy cubes and put them entirely in your shield row. And now you have like the best shields ever. You may not be able to move that much and you may not have any weapons, but you get to do that in this game with your mothership, which I think is really clever. Yeah. Uh, Also, the action cards are clever. Like for, you know, when you think about it, let's just say I wanted to get an upgrade to a certain thing that I have. Would you think that a pool noodle would be helpful? Um, Always. Like um, a, a noodle that you have in a pool. Yeah. Oh, I understand what you're talking yeah, about, that, but yes. Um, no. Yes. Uh, um, as opposed to Vicky, who apparently can is uh, yeah can use a pool noodle for anything. See, this is what I think the Vickies of the world would like about this game, is their upgrade cards and action cards and artifacts and everything are so ridiculously named that th- that Peter is just like, we're going to have fun. This is a 4X game, but that doesn't mean I can't put silly stuff in the game nice. that still serves a purpose. Like, the pool noodle actually is really awesome, you know? <laughs> but who would think a pool noodle would actually help your ship shoot better? But apparently it does. Yeah. yeah uh, but, and there's all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, there's a great card called Get Off My Property, and... <laughs> It basically is helps you defend your planets, you know, <laughs> but it's literally called, and it's like, a, it looks like Papa a shotgun. Tie. It looks like an old sawed-off shotgun <laughs> to help you protect your home planet, I guess. <laughs> sure, yeah, science fiction shotguns. So it's Mothership by Peter Sanderson. It came out on Kickstarter. I don't know if he's got any copies available. You might get lucky in some of your, you know, local, friendly local game stores, maybe back this and got a few in the store. Yeah. But if you see it, it's 4X, it's fun, it's quick, you have two modes you can play in, and if you complain about 4X games like TI going too long, this game don't go too long. Nice. And, and you're, you're also fighting a lot. And if you want to check out BJ unboxing this oh, game, you yeah. can go to YouTube.com slash BJGeekNation. A couple of the comments, because some people have seen it. Oh, yeah, what are they? Uh, Meat Byproducts said, I love BJ's enthusiasm. So apparently you're very excited for this game. I was. It was like, you know, I'm, I'm sheltered in place. And when it showed up, I was so happy. And Eric actually did have a question on this asking, does it have asymmetrical factions? What it has is these cards, and it's part of the expansion. There are starter cards that will give you an asymmetrical one-time action. Okay. You, like an, your own little action card. And then it also gives you a permanent effect. Okay. That okay. is asymmetrical. Yes. So there is asymmetry in the game. Um, but it's part of an expansion. You can play with or without asymmetry. Perfect. There's also a tech board, so then you get to develop your own asymmetry as you travel down the tech board to increase whatever you think is important to increase. Um, yeah, I didn't get into the asymmetry. That's a, that's the one set of cards I didn't open because I didn't open any of the expansions. Oh, nice. Um, okay, okay. But yes, there is asymmetry in the game. Nice, perfect. Thank you so much. And again, like I said, go check that out at youtube.com slash Nation. But now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what? going on so we've been talking about watching movies and shows because we're stuck at home staying indoors yeah that's right uh so i was curious Uh oh. curious hi there's always that battle with star wars like what order should i watch it in should i watch it in the order it was released i'm Mm -hmm. talking star wars or should i watch it in the appropriate order like yes the machete order there are well hold on that's the third way to watch it okay there's (laughs) so it's the only one that's the there's three ways to watch it like you said and rev the new thing is this machete order um which we may or may not go into depending on what you're talking about but yeah there's the watch it in order Mm -hmm. uh one to the end Watch it in the way that it came out, which would be four, five, six, one, two, three, then seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. or watch it the machete order, which is basically take out all the crap. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> oh. there we go. Which who did that? It was a celebrity who did that, right? Was it? Um, 
I know. I think it was literally just a guy like with like the username Machete oh, okay. online. It wasn't. It wasn't like Machete. It no, wasn't I, Danny Trejo. But I thought it was like Seth Green or something like that. that it did might it. have been. Will Wheaton well, or somebody did. Yeah, somebody who's geeky definitely you know put together the, the quintessential thing. Mm-hmm. I have my opinions, and when it comes time, I will tell you, and okay. then Rev will tell you his opinion for the Machete. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a little different. Okay. It's what should the Marvel viewing order be? Oh, oh so this one. Yeah. This was posted Whoa. by the Secret Nerd Base on Facebook. That's so a lot what, of movies. Like 22, 23 movies? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Wow. So, <clears throat> according to them, okay. uh, we have Captain America, the uh, the first Avenger. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, it happened in the, what, the 30s? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 30s-ish, yeah. Then yeah. Captain Marvel, Iron Man. The Incredible Hulk. Wait, Captain. So oh, Captain, no, excuse me. Iron hold Man on. Too. So, so it's Captain America, then right to Captain Marvel because the 80s? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, uh, The Incredible Hulk, which Ed Norton. Okay. Uh, then Avengers, yes. Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World. No, then, you can skip that one. Right. Captain America, The Winter <laughs> Soldier. Then Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, oh, right into that one. Ave- Avengers Age of Ultron, okay. Ant Man. Alrighty. Captain America Civil War, which leads right into Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Then Spider-Man Homecoming, Ant-Man and Wasp, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War, and then Avengers Endgame. See, it, like the- I don't have a problem with that. No, and it's like the last six or seven movies or so are just such a good like stream and just like of knockout hits. Like the first ones are going to be, some of them are super good, like Captain America, Captain Marvel. I love those ones. But mm-hmm. stuff like um, Iron Man 2, I would probably just skip. Yeah, Because I'm not see too that. down with it. It's and not then, the greatest. And then Thor 2, I would probably yeah. skip as well. Not the greatest. And I, I don't know if you, I mean, maybe someone could just give you a little summary of what you need to know that's important right. in Thor 2. But Same I, yeah. with the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not I, as bad as the first Hulk movie, but. Yeah, Still, it doesn't have Hulk Poodle, so it doesn't, I'm fine it doesn't, with it. It doesn't have Mark Ruffalo, which is the oh. reason why I'd rather not see anybody else play the Hulk. I would be kind of interested at this point just to go back and watch Ed Norton doing it. I think I Liv Tyler in there, too, and that's just, I didn't like her in that either. Yeah, I think she was just uh, good as Arwen. And I didn't. Yeah. I also didn't like General Ross. I mean, seriously, I you know. Uh, but I think they, William, yeah, didn't they bring William Hurt? Is that who it is? Yeah, didn't they bring General Ross back like later though? Yeah, I think they did. So I mean, he's still one of those guys yeah. in there. He's okay. <laughs> I did like Tim Roth, but I didn't necessarily like Abomination. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Which yeah, is I, weird, but yeah. that's where I am. I think we just need to have Tim Roth as Looking Glass and just keep him as that. Okay. From Watchmen. Right. Yeah. Yes. God, oh, yeah, he was so good in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am very curious. Have you guys seen Iron Man recently? No. I am it's been how many years? Oh gosh. Exactly. Uh we, well, what are like we talking? 10, 11 years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If anybody has seen it recently, please let us know. I'm curious if it holds up or not. Yeah. Because we've had so many amazing films recently within the last few years. Does it does it kind of dwarf it? I saw it maybe like a month ago. Oh, okay. okay. Mostly part of it. I didn't watch the whole thing through, but I will tell you it's slower than I remember it being. Really? Interesting. All of them in these day they day and age have like set heroes already, and these are origin stories, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark doesn't really build the Iron Man suit and fight in it till maybe like three quarters through the through the movie. Oh, it's kind of so they're like setting they're like just setting the world at this point and kind yeah. of showing you like Tony Stark. He's not a yeah. He's not that like badass superhero you know that owns the world in a weird way, right? Because yeah. he's just some rich dude in New York kind of a thing in the first one. Yeah, and the reason why it would hold up at all is that humor was in that movie. Robert Downey Jr. really was great as the character. 
let's be honest, Thor 1 and Thor 2, nowhere mm-hmm. near as humorous as Thor 3, Fraggle Rock. And the problem with <laughs> Thor, though, is like when I first saw it, I literally saw it the day before we went to the theater to watch Avengers. I felt like <laughs> they they quickly were like, crap, we need a Thor movie. Here you go. Yeah, I and was not a fan. It was uh, a filler. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan of the first two Thor movies, uh, and I think they figured out that, yeah, we need to put a little bit more humor, which, of course, Chris Hemsworth is so capable oh, he was of. was so yes. great, um, man. Yeah. But I still think Thor 1 is worth a watch anyway, but that's why, but I can't take two movies in a row of, mm-hmm. of no if, humor Thor. If only because they call uh, Mjolnir Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Mew. <laughs> yeah, I will say though, I think the the one that holds up the best is the first Captain America. Yeah. That, it's just it's so It's a great good. origin yes. story. It, it's so good. It, it's, uh, you love the fact that you get to see scrawny Chris Evans, uh, <laughs> you know, with, which actually with, you know, the, and still that animation still kind of holds up pretty well. It's a compelling story. Uh, and I agree, and and that's why I think Iron Man's okay too because I do love the whole origin of that, and and Robert Downey Jr. is a great Iron Man. He was a perfect choice for that. Uh, that's why I don't like Hulk. Edward Norton is not my Hulk. It's it's Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, and nothing against Edward Norton. I love that guy as an actor, but Mark Ruffalo is my Hulk. I heard he was a little impossible on set as well, though. Too, yeah, that's so. uh, Norton is uh, notoriously known for that. Well, oh, I get it. Yeah. Hey, I see what you're doing. <laughs> He's no known. Okay, okay, okay. No, it's okay. a stretch. <laughs> it I is did, a I tried. stretch. I did hear you, uh, rumors, though, that uh, Mark uh, Ruffalo has been teasing that he's going to make an appearance in Disney Plus's She-Hulk. Ooh, ooh. That makes sense. Ooh. Because uh, like, it would be weird if not, because the story, apparently, how she became She-Hulk is that she needed a blood transfusion, and he was the only one that could give blood. Yeah. Whoa. And so that's how she became She-Hulk. That makes sense. And that's his cousin. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Wow. And I know everybody's wanting uh Bri- not Brie Larson, um Allison Brie? Yes. Oh yes. right. Uh as as She Hulk? No, I'm saying and I'm blanking on her name right now, but she was in Deadpool and The Mandalorian. Uh Gina Carino? Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? She'd be she's, badass. She's my She Hulk. No doubt she'd be badass. But don't you know Allison Brie shows she, she can wrestle. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and she and Allison Brie's a great actor. She is. I, she yeah. is, but uh give me some Gina. Oh. Okay, you got it. Here's Thank Gina. You. Thank you. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.